0: What's going on, Sunbell fans? Welcome to another edition of the Sunbell Syndicate. Today, we will be going over James Madison Duke's 2022 football team preview. So let's jump right in. The last three seasons, and obviously James Madison is a little different than everyone else in the conference at this point. They were playing in the FCS before this season. So the last three seasons in the FCS, 2019, they went 14-2. and two. In 2021, they had kind of two seasons. So we're, we're calling this three seasons because it's three separate seasons but it was really last two years worth. Um, so in 2021 in spring season they went seven and one. there was no national title there was no playoffs that year or that spring season, I guess I should say. in 2021 in the regular fall season they went 12 and two. in that time frame they had one national title game appearance. they made one FCS semifinal appearance. I think this year the offense can thrive if that O line can open up holes for their running back, and I'm going to butcher his name, I'm sure, but uh, Percy Agu-O-O-B-C. Uh You can destroy me online if uh, I really mess that up. I will. I tried to look for a pronunciation, and unless I, sh- I should have just looked on video clips or audio clips to hear some people say it. I guess because I couldn't find anything spelled out for me online to make that easy for me. Uh, But I think he's a great running back, so as long as they can get him some space, I think he's going to make plays. There's no doubt about that, even stepping up a level from FCS from clips I've seen of this kid. uh, He's a fantastic player, so I don't have any concerns for their running game there, at least as their starter is concerned. Uh, I think their offense would struggle, though, if they can't find the wide receivers they can count on. and What I mean by that is That they lost some guys last year, sure, but also you've got some guys that maybe not as experienced, especially at this next level. Um, I think down in the FCS level, your typical defense isn't quite as strong or as big as some of the cornerbacks and secondary guys they're going to see in this league specifically and obviously in the FBS overall, especially when you get those 1A powers. Now, James Madison hasn't Had a whole lot of struggles with that because they've competed with some P5 teams pretty closely. Uh, But this is a a week in and week out difference here that we're talking about. This isn't a one-off game. So it'll be interesting to see if they can find that consistency in their wide receivers. And if they can't, then I do think that's one of the spots they struggle in. I think the defense can thrive as long as that D-line can cause some havoc. They got some big guys up there that should be able to handle it. But if they can't, then they're going to have to work on that. Uh, I, I think, though, that they should be okay on that, that front front and uh, be able to have some success with the size and speed and strength of those guys that they do already have there on their roster. I think the defense would struggle uh, if the opposing offenses get behind that initial line. Uh, that's where you have to test this defense, especially with some inexperience at the FBS week-in, week-out level. Uh, again, the James Madison isn't afraid or scared of anybody uh, based off of their playoff experience and some of the bigger talented teams they've also gone against in the past several years. But to see these types of teams every single week of the season is a little bit different. Um, We've seen that with App State and Georgia Southern. They both came in and had some decent success early. uh, And then, you know, at least as Georgia Southern is concerned had a little bit of a fall off there where the, it finally kind of caught up to him, but the transfer portal could change those things and may be interesting to see how this team who still, you know, had some really good results here recently can transition to the FBS uh, special teams. Mostly it's an unknown here. Uh, they've been great the past few years, but they did lose their kicker and punter. So it will retar- re- It will really fall on the return game to be extra powerful Uh, until they make sure that they've got the kicker and punter in place that they need to help in any little aspect they can. Again, uh, if they have some struggles on offense, if they have some struggles on defense, if special teams can be a strength, uh, that would really bode well for them in their first full season in the FBS. Uh, So let's jump into the schedule as it breaks down. They host Middle Tennessee September 3rd. I think they'll be up ready for that one. I don't see Middle Tennessee as a specially strong team. And so I have them winning their home opener. Then they follow that up with hosting Norfolk State. And even if they were an FCS team at this point in time, I still think they walk out of that Norfolk State with the the easy victory. So then they have a bye, and then they travel on the road to Appalachian State. And here you go. Welcome to the FBS. Welcome to the Sun Belt Conference. I don't see them beating Appalachian State. It may be a surprisingly close game if they can catch them at the right spot. But other than that, I still think App State walks away with the victory in that one but I do have them rebounding the next week when they play Texas state. I don't think Texas state is all that strong. And we even know been following the FCS for years that top FCS teams would not struggle if they transition to a Sunbelt, uh, Mac, uh, you know, any of those, you know, conference USA, you know, any of those conferences, they would do well. The top teams in the FCS team would do well. And I, th- I think that would bo- be what helps them there against Texas State. I think they're, they're still a better team than Texas State overall, even right now. And then they, I have them following that up with a trip to Arkansas State. Again, much like Texas State, I think Arkansas State's just not there yet. I think the Dukes have a more consistent and powerful program at this point in time, so I have them winning that one. Then they follow that up with another trip on the road all the way down to Georgia Southern. These two teams have met in the past in the FCS, but – haven't met in the FBS, obviously. This will be the first one. I think you know a two-game road stretch after a tough opening for the, of the season as far as playing uh, App State earlier might just be finally what catches up. I just have Georgia Southern winning this one. Maybe a little bit of a surprise based on what we know Georgia Southern's got to do going into this season but that's what I've got down here. Uh, then they host Marshall for homecoming. I think uh, it's a short trip for Marshall. It's not all that far, and I think Marshall's a little bit better at this point in time. This one could be a really close game, a really good game, actually. It's it's a great game to pick for your homecoming if you're JMU, uh, so I would definitely go out and see that one if you're close by on October 22nd. And Then they have a week off before they go to Louisville, and I think Louisville, for the people that follow and knew that App State's former coach, Scott Satterfield, is there. He's got a heck of an offense, and I think you know when you first move up from FCS, your defense is going to be the thing that struggles the most, and I think Louisville will have a a field day with putting points on the board. So if JMU could be running on all cylinders offensively, maybe it could become a shootout, and hopefully they can make a game of it that way, but I don't see the JMU defense holding Louisville's offense down for, for much of the game. And then they have a game at Old Dominion, a little bit of a talking point, trash-talking thing, get the whole state of Virginia involved here. Uh, I actually have ODU winning this one. I just think they're going to be a little bit more experienced, again, towards the end of the season, the long run of the FBS schedule, first time. I'm just going to favor ODU in that regard. Then I have them losing again the following week when Georgia State comes to town. I think Georgia State's really on the up and up. If you've listened to that preview, I think they're going to do very well this season. So I have Georgia State taking that one and then finishing at home again, but another L for them as they host Coastal Carolina to end the year. I think Coastal is quite a bit of a better team at this point in time and will take that one on the road. Uh, Overall, I really – I'm happy that JMU is here. I think they will struggle a little bit this first year, but you know they could surprise me, and maybe they will surprise a lot of people um, because I thought they would. You know, before I broke it down, I thought they would end up with a better record, but after adding all that up, they would finish with a regular season record of four and seven, and obviously they're not going to like that very much. But that's what I've got on the books. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time.